friends, I'm Gwen. And I'm Marcy. Welcome to Talk Bookish to Me, the podcast where friends get together and talk about books. Happy Monday, everyone. Today, I am joined by my friend Marcy, who I met online last year when we started doing some live shows together on YouTube. She's the perfect person to join me for today's episode because she was my inspiration for wanting to read more horror. Today, we're going to discuss horror and share some horror book recommendations. Marcy, go ahead and introduce yourself. Let my listeners know where they can find you. Hi, everyone. Again, I'm Marcy, and I usually like to read a little bit of everything. I consider myself somewhat of an eclectic reader, um, but usually horror wins out my little heart. I just love horror. <laughs> and you can mostly find me on Instagram. My handle is at Marcy Reads and on YouTube as well under the same name, Marcy Reads. Yeah, I'm going to have links to your socials, your Instagram and your YouTube in the notes of today's show. Yeah. Everybody go follow her. She's the horror queen. <laughs> Seriously, she does the best wrap ups. Now you're going to have to wait a little while <laughs> because they are perpetually late. Even though you tried to start doing your recent reads, yes. that's not working out too no. well for you right now. But I know you have like a lot of things going on behind the scenes as well, like in your real life. So we'll forgive you, but they are late, but they are so worth it. I know if I'm watching one of your wrap ups, I'm like, open up the wish list because I know I'm adding something. I mean, at least one book every single time. So I'm like, will I ever get to these books? Who freaking knows? But maybe. <laughs> but I did add that Bentley Little book, The Haunted, the one with the fingers on the cover. I added that I added that to my wish list and I randomly read a Cross it in a discount bookstore. I was like, snag. Marcy said it was good. Let's yeah, get it. Yeah, I actually have it in a stack to speak about today because I just, I love that book. Awesome. So in an effort for my listeners to get to know you a little bit better, um, before we jump into the focus of today's show, I have three questions for you. Yeah, so I want them to get to know you a little bit better, get comfortable with you before we just like jump yes. right in. So starting off with the top one, number one, who is your favorite Horror you know, author. every time I ask somebody, what's your favorite book? What, everybody gets so mad at me because I have to choose one. And when I saw this, I was like, really? Just one? <laughs> yes. So I would have to go. I mean, I, I have to tell you too, because I could not leave the other person out. But my number one would have to be Josh Mallerman. I just absolutely adore him, his style of writing. It's just so unique to me. And a close second, and I could not leave him out, was Christopher Triana, because he's more of an extreme horror author. And I feel like these extreme horror indie authors are just not talked about enough. So I, I wanted to mention him as well. Okay, so I, obviously I've heard of Josh Mallerman. I think I've talked about his books before. Um, what's your favorite by him? Do you have a favorite or is it just like all of them together? I think it would be all of them. But if I had to choose, it would be my number one that I read from him was Bird Box. It's when I fell in love with him. And I before that book, I had never read a book in one sitting. And that was my first. So I immediately, yes, fell in love with him. So the next question, tell me about your TBR in three words. I would have to say daunting because it is never ending, scary because horror <laughs> and eclectic. And question number three, how do you organize your books and bookshelves? I know we all like to do this a little bit differently. So I always like to ask. Yes, I, I always love seeing how people uh set up their their shelves but usually I have them as read and unread I have those separately and then within those I separate them by um age categories and also by genre yeah that must take a lot of work to keep it organized though like when you get a lot of books yeah, I, it, not really. I just I love playing library. One of my favorite things is like when I'm filming and I have to pull out all these books is putting them back in and I'm always rearranging my shelves. So I don't find it, you know, that difficult. But I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm a nerd. <laughs> well, everybody always talks about your bookshelves. Yes. Uh, when you do live shows or something like that, or you show them, I mean, I'm getting to see them today. And they're always so beautiful. Uh, they're so full. Um, but I'm wondering, so now that you said you separate them red or unread, yeah. which shelves have the more? unread for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? It really is. And I said in one of my videos how I, I find it more exciting sometimes to buy books and acquire books than I do reading them. 
So yeah, I mean, it. I think it is two totally separate yeah. hobbies because sometimes I'm like, I may not like if I buy it or whatever. It could be a cover buy, and I'm like. And then you start reading it and you're like, eh, I really don't want to read this book, but the cover is yep. so pretty. So, I mean, yeah, definitely like buying, collecting, you know, hauling books is yes. one thing. And then actually reading them is another. Reading them is yes. like work. I don't think people realize like, so we're both on BookTube and I don't think people will realize how hard it is to read all of these books that we talk about. I get... It it's is. a little daunting. I get stressed out about it, especially because people are like expecting you to read a certain book and then you don't read it. Yeah, like, oh, especially sorry. like those new releases <laughs> and stuff. And, you know, being that we buy a lot of books, we find ourselves reading a lot of backlist titles and people are wanting us to talk about the newer releases. So it's kind of hard sometimes. It's a lot. It's a lot to read, a lot to process mentally. All right. So now let's go ahead and talk about our current reads what are you reading i'm actually reading a josh mallerman i'm reading on this the day of the pig which is actually going to be uh it's actually named and it's going to be reprinted coming out next month and it's going to be named pearl and it's all about this evil little pig and i'm loving every minute of it um, and I'm also reading Nothing But Blackened Teeth by Cassandra Kaw, which is a book that's coming out next month, too. It's a novella. Um, and I'm not that far into it. I'm, I'm a few pages in, but I'm really enjoying them both so far. Do you read multiple books at once usually? Uh, yes, it started happening about a year ago. All of a sudden, I went from just solely reading one book and only being able to read one book to all of a sudden having five, six books going on at a time. And... I want to stop that sometimes, but then my heart is like, no, I just, I want to read all the books at the same time. <laughs> I am just reading one book. I am currently reading, how fitting, I'm reading a horror book. Yay! Now, I know you've read this one, though, and I have not watched your video. Okay. I know you did a full, like, reading vlog review of this book. You're going to, don't give me your, I won't. don't give me your thoughts I promise. about it. I'm reading for my podcast, which is the next episode. So I'm reading The Final Girl Support Group okay. by Grady Okay. Hendricks. Are you liking it so far? Um, okay. So I have it sitting right here. Let's see how far I am into it. I started it yesterday. I'm on page 148. Okay. And so far, I am enjoying it. I think you would like it a lot. Yes. So I am enjoying it so far, but I have like... When I click on someone's like wrap up or something and they're talking about it, I try to just watch like the non-spoilery bit and I try to click off really quick before they get to the spoilers or whatever. Um, or they tell me their thoughts because I am heavily influenced by people. Yes. Like if they're like, oh, I didn't like the writing. It wasn't classic Grady Hendrix or whatever. I have heard yes. that. Then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like dissecting it when I'm reading. I'm like, is this classic Grady Hendrix? I've only read one book by him, but is it? <laughs> you know? So I feel very influenced by people. So I try to stay away. But what I have heard is that people that like like classic slasher type movies or whatever um, usually tend to like it more than dislike it and vice versa. They don't like that sort of thing. They don't really yes. like this. Um, I do like the final girl trope. Um, this is only my second okay. book with the final girl trope. Uh, but I am enjoying it so far. I do have some critiques, but... Everybody will have to tune in to that next episode to find out. My I cannot thoughts. wait to hear your thoughts on that. And uh, what was the other Grady Hendrix book that you read? Um, okay. The Southern Book Club's that's Guide right. to Slaying that's Vampires. Right. Oh my gosh, that's my favorite from him. I love, okay, that was the one that I, I read it, was it not this past summer, but I guess right. the summer before. It's a chunker. It was my first like horror book that I can remember. And I flew through it. Like yes. in a day. I read that book in a day. It was so, so good. good. Now, I think I did rate it four stars instead of five stars because of things when I was reading it. I don't right. really remember what. But man, it was so good. And Grady Hendrix is so funny. He is. And I just, he's such a fan of horror, I feel like. Yep. He's really got his like hands and his feet and his whole body yes. in the horror genre. And yeah. So I'm happy I'm reading that and we just happen to be recording today. So. I know. I'm, I cannot wait to hear your thoughts. A Southern Book Club Guide is one of my favorite books from him. I, it's number one and he is just, he's incredible. He's an incredible author. 
I was, I read that and then I sent you that video about the yes. paperbacks thing. That was so cool because I'm definitely, like I said, I've been doing my history. Okay. I'm trying to get, I'm so proud. <laughs> It's all because of you. Um, but yeah, so I saw that video and I was like, this is so interesting. And so I had to send it to you right away. Um, if you guys, obviously you guys don't know what I'm talking about, but I watched this video on YouTube and it was talking about like the classic horror, like paperback covers, as opposed to like what horror looks like now on book covers. Very interesting video. I thought, if I remember, I'll link it in the notes of today's show as well. So you guys can check that out. But I thought it was so interesting. I went, I usually don't watch videos like that, especially like longer videos. And if I can't see a face and stuff, I don't find them interesting. But I sat through that whole entire video and then I binged like four other of his videos. Like the return to Oz one. <laughs> it was so interesting. Thank you for sharing that with me because you're welcome. I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And I was like, oh, I wonder what she thinks about yep. this. So I had to send it your way to see because you do hold up like I'm more of a traditionally published girl. I usually do read what's on the New York Times bestseller right. list, what you can find in bookstores readily available. But I feel like you, like you said earlier, like these indie press authors that don't get the love and you hold up some of these covers sometimes and I'm like, yes. oh my gosh, that's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> like, how can you hold that book? I'd be screaming. And then when I did, when I um, ordered from Weird Punk mm -hmm. Books, those covers were creepy. Super creepy. So I feel like indie is definitely where it's at if you want to get like scary book covers. And then I feel like more traditionally published is maybe not as Yeah, much. it's it's definitely a different feel, not only in the covers, but also in the book themselves. It just has a different eeriness to it that I just can't explain. It's been one of my goals this year to start exploring the horror genre more. But I know I haven't even made a dent <laughs> because like other genres, like romance, thrillers, fantasy, like whatever, there are mm -hmm. subgenres. And after I did a quick Google search, I found that there are six main subgenres. So gothic, paranormal, occult, dark fantasy, survival, and science fiction horror. And each has its own distinct mm -hmm. characteristics, which is funny because after I saw this list, I was like, okay, what book does this fit in? And what, and then I was like, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm definitely still exploring. And then there's other subgenres as well, which we'll get into. But so Gothic, it says that it focuses specifically on death. But when I think of like gothic, I think of like also like that eerie atmosphere, like the fog rolling in, like Mexican gothic by Sylvia yes. Marina Garcia. You say it so, you say her name so much better than I do. Sylvia Moreno Garcia. Yes, yes. <laughs> so her. Um, I felt like that was such gothic vibes, like the creepy house, the foggy landscape. But it says it deals specifically on death. Like I said, this is a Google search, guys. Yes. All right, so paranormal ghost stories and supernatural events. I mm -hmm. feel like that crosses over in other genres as well. Um, occult is like ritual practices that are not considered religion or science-based. Mm -hmm. Dark fantasy. So dark elements of fantasy, survival, like the main character is being hunted and trying to survive, and then science fiction horror, which blends elements of science fiction. Yes. But like I said, there's other subgenres such as like body horror, splatterpunk, mm -hmm. and others. Yes. <laughs> and like you said, there you said extreme horror. I don't really know what that is. You said it's like like a lot of like blood and guts. Yes, it's it's mostly splatterpunk horror as well. Just like any other genre, when you say horror, there can be so many genres within horror. You know, sci-fi. I love sci-fi horror. There could be horror in any kind of genre that you read, really. And then there's like, of course, like you said, you separate yourselves by like um, age category. So there's like middle oh, grade horror, yes. YA horror, you know, all of that. So, but do you gravitate towards a certain genre or subgenre? I do. And it's usually ex the, the extreme side of it, um, which is the splatterpunk subgenre. Um, I just, I love just the graphic nature of it and the extreme nature of it. It really gets my heart pumping. It's almost like watching a slasher movie, you know, when the, when the, the killer is like running after the victim and it's just it's just that heart pumping action that i love about it and also you know the blood and guts and gore of it as well 
sci-fi horror because it involves zombies and vampires and apocalyptic. I really do enjoy apocalyptic horror and dark fantasy as well. I just, I, those are my three favorites. I'm super new to the genre. I don't know which ones I prefer. That's why I've been trying just like basically anything. If it sounds good, I'm going to pick it up. I'm sure it won't be this year or next year or even the next year that I find like what I really like. Right. I know it's going to be like a lifelong journey to find what I like. But if I had to pick, I would say that I would prefer like paranormal and survival. Um, those are like my top two choices. But then like dark fantasy and sci-fi no, <laughs> <laughs> because I don't like sci-fi books. Okay. So I don't think I would like sci-fi horror, yeah. you know, and I don't, there are a few fantasy books that I have enjoyed, but it's probably, again, one of those least favorite genres of yes. mine. So I probably wouldn't enjoy the horror mixed in with that. Right. You know what I'm saying? It might just be too much. For well, me. and you know, I, th I think sometimes survival can land under sci-fi. I don't know. You know, I consider zombie horror survival. Right. Like The Walking Dead or something yes. like that. That would be. Yeah. Okay. So and I do love The yes. Walking Dead. So <laughs> I love The Walking Dead. Oh, my gosh. Have you read? Well, I'm sure you haven't. But if you ever get a chance and in your ear into graphic novels, the Walking Dead graphic novels are really good and they are completely different. I mean, they have the same characters and stuff, but the storylines are completely different than the show. Oh, man. See, I stopped, I watched, I think, the first six yes. seasons of The yes. Walking Dead. And then I just kind of fell off because it just got yes. kind of... Same thing happened to me and I was a diehard fan. Like, I... Oh, I was. I was like, don't yes. text. <laughs> I am in it right now. <laughs> I was like, leave me alone. Walking yes. Dead's on. Yeah, I've rewatched the first, I want to say, four to five seasons about 20 times. That's not an exaggeration. Me and my daughter have sat there because those are our favorite seasons. But yeah, after a while, it falls off. But this is the last season that they're giving right now. So I want to catch up because I want to see how it ends. <laughs> well, me too. And that's the thing. I'm like, oh my goodness, they're finally ending this thing. Maybe I should just go back and start at season one and get all nostalgic. Yes. And I think we should. are going to be killed off. <laughs> I think we should. We should do that. Yeah, we should. Oh, I'm excited now. But okay. So I have had those on my radar before, the graphic novels, but I was always kind of like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. But maybe that's a good way to sci-fi horror. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Right you never know. It. So do you have any specific recommendations for either of those, like paranormal or survival? Believe it or not, I have mostly paranormal. And it's funny because paranormal usually isn't my go-to but funnily enough some of my favorites are paranormal <laughs> <laughs> you're like it's not my favorite but, but some of my actual favorites <laughs> I, I, I just find that incredible because I can say that I don't like something just because the majority of the books that I've read that fall under paranormal I don't like but when I find gems I know that they're going to be favorites because of that same reason because I don't tend to gravitate towards them but we talked about the haunted earlier and i read that one this year and i just could not get enough and that is a haunted house novel um yes i'm excited and the cover is really cool it's super super cool and it was my first time reading bentley little and some might say that his stories are a little bit slower but i found this one to be very fast-paced and very gripping and it's just about this family that has they decide to move because they sort of outgrown where they live and they don't like the the neighborhood and so the dad decides to pick up the, his family and just move and the house that they move to might be haunted and they might experience a couple things in there <laughs> i don't know what that cover i'm like that, that house is haunted <laughs> Yes. It is for sure haunted. Definitely. <laughs> hands coming out the floor. <laughs> it is haunted. It is. My friend just actually read it and she ended up loving it as well. And if you're into audiobooks, the audiobook okay. to this one is really good because it's very atmospheric as well. Okay, cool. When I got it from the discount bookstore, I did read like the first chapter just to see what the writing was like because I've never read a Bentley yeah. Little either. And um, yeah, I liked it so yeah, far. Yeah, it's pretty. It... But I'll definitely check out the audio. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, the, the, I, I forget who narrates it, but he did a really good job with just the voice and everything. 
another one that is a haunted house not one i think this was when i read this one and i discovered it i was so surprised because i don't like haunted house tales but it's the nightmare room by krista renson it's my number one top haunted house novel and basically about the same thing it's a man and his wife and they have to move back to where he's from uh because i think his parents are ill i mean i read this a couple years back so the details are kind of foggy but they have to move back to take care of the house and you know try to sell it and stuff and while he's staying there he starts encountering some of the things that he encountered when he was little uh, and it's all kinds of creepy and the audiobook is fantastic as well for this one but this one is part of a trilogy uh but i don't think that you have to read i mean i've read the first two books and i love them both equally but i feel like if you read the first one you really don't have to continue i know some people in the that read horror do not like series per se so that's why i'm saying but the first book is it holds itself pretty well on all on its own the third one that I want to talk about is Take Your Turn Teddy by Haley Newlin. And uh, this one was one that I got sent for review and I was fairly surprised by it. It's about this boy that becomes friend with a like a demon ghost and does all of his biddings. Uh, he comes from a broken home from divorced parents. Uh, and it's a very heartfelt, haunted kind of novel that I just fell in love with this past year and then um two more that i want to talk about is whispers in the dark by laura hightower this is about a sniper a swat sniper woman and she used to hear voices and whispers when she was young <gasps> yes and her dad and brother end up dying in this fire that ends, ends up leaving her all scarred uh, and the years go by, she ends up going to therapy and she doesn't hear whispers anymore. But one day she comes face to face with this man that she has to kill because he is holding his family hostage. And uh, little does she know that that's her half brother. And all of a sudden the whispers start coming back and she has to beat this whole it is intense the writing is amazing and it is one of these female characters that you just fall in love with just badass this was my first laurel hightower i wanted to explore more of her works and this is an indie author that i think doesn't get enough recognition um as is and then the last one is called remains this is a little bit of a grief horror novel but it has um haunted house elements in it this mother loses her son and she ends up in this psychiatric ward and when she gets out she ends up going back to the house where they found her son and the house is calling to her and uh, she's tempted to go in there and uh, you know things happen from there but that one is grief horror so it's a little bit more hard-hitting but it's fantastic as well and it's by andrew call so many good recommendations already <laughs> i'm like yep gonna add that one to the dvr <laughs> oh my goodness all right so i know that those may not they may or may not appeal to beginners and since i am still a beginner maybe you have something else that would specifically cater to beginners like myself, people listening. So do you have any recommendations for that? Yes, I do. And for, uh, for the first thing that I would recommend to a beginner is to try short story collections, just because it it's a little bit more of concise stories that allow you to taste a little bit of everything, of every genre, of every trope. Um, so I, I have a few of survival ones, which are the, the first one is more of a slasher novel. This isn't a short story. I'm sorry. This is more of a novella and it's go down, go down hard by Ali C. And it has to do with this male serial killer and this female serial killer sort of hooking up. Oh my gosh. I love serial killer stories. <laughs> yes. And it's a really short one. Um, so it's, oh, yeah, okay. it's a binger. Uh, but it's really, really good and heart pumping and you, I, I, I can't recommend that one enough. Uh, but as far as short stories go, there's one by Christine Morgan. She's an extreme horror writer, but she has this collection of short stories. Again, it's a little short one, uh, but I think there's about six or seven stories in here and it's all about zombies, but her take on zombies, there's like funny in there. There's gory, there's uh, heart pumping. I mean, she has a little bit of everything, but her writing is phenomenal. And I think, I think I would recommend this one just because of that, because it's short stories and it gives a little bit of a taste of some extreme horror and some zombies as well, if you've never read them. 
Um, and then I would go, I would recommend um, Joyland by Stephen King, especially if you have never read Stephen King before and you want to dip your toes in them uh, because it is short and it has to do with this haunted ride in a carnival um in a carnival park, a traveling carnival park. And this kid decides to work there uh, before he goes to college. He decides to work there. He's brokenhearted and he just needs to distract himself. So he decides to apply and gets the job. And he tries to go into the story of how this woman was killed at this haunted ride and the ghost and her ghost that's still in the area. But it is heartfelt as well. And I feel like if you've never read Stephen King, it's a great place to start along with Pet Cemetery. I have to I have to mention that one for Paranormal. I have a few more. Um, let me mention two more, um, especially for you that you love Paranormal, is Goddess of Filth by V. Castro. It's a novella. And it has to do with witchy seances and a group of friends that get together and uh, one of them gets uh, possessed by this goddess and uh, she's trying to attain something from the whole world. And it was just a fun little read. And I think a lot of people of paranormal that like paranormal would enjoy this one. So you need to add it to your TBR. Okay, I will. <laughs> you know, I will. I'm going to like, okay, she talked about this one ad and this one <laughs> And my last one, which is also a short one, again, I think it's perfect for people that don't read horror just to dip their toes in, is With Teeth by Brian King. And this is just a take on a vampire story, uh, which I found heart pumping and amazing and short, which was, you know, for a vampire novel, it's really hard to find a short novel. They're usually pretty long. Uh, so I think this is a great one for those that want to check out that trope. Nice. So many great recommendations. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I do have like a very small list of recommendations. I'm going to go through them quickly because they're all pretty popular. So I'm sure everyone has at least heard of these. uh, Because like I said, I'm a traditionally published girl. Like I literally, I think I've heard like maybe of one of those books that you said. I mean, other than I did hear the Bentley Little because I heard you talk about it. But man, just like hearing the titles and the names, I'm like, I don't know who this is. But so my list is a little bit more, you know, popular. So The Cabin at the End of the World by Paul Tremblay, Survival. It's seven-year-old Wren and her parents um, are vacationing at a remote cabin on a quiet New Hampshire lake. And then this group of people invade the home in hopes of having Wren and her parents save the world. Crazy? Yes. Um, Bird Box, we talked about earlier. Mm. I've read that one. That's also, I consider, like, survival, I think, um, by Josh Mallerman. Um, Everyone must remain blindfolded to survive because there's this thing that's, like, if you see it, bad things start happening. Yes. (laughs) Um, Things Have Gotten Worse Since We Last Spoke by Eric LaRocca. I think that's how you say the author's last name. Um, two lonely women in an internet chat room in the early 2000s. It all starts with this apple peeler <laughs> and it quickly goes downhill. That was crazy. It really goes downhill fast. That was a crazy. It, it's such a quick read. It's so good. Oh, yes. That was like, I was like, ew, <laughs> in that one for sure. I, I could not, I mean, I could not believe, I mean, starting from the cover of that one, it just, it enhances the experience yes, from the Yes, and I get. actually did see, like, an article on the internet or something like that, that the author saw that piece of artwork and was like, yep, that's what I want for my cover. I was like, wow. <laughs> so that was really cool. Okay, we we talked about the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires by Grady Hendrix. That is set in the 90s, which I love 80s and 90s um, books, and this is about a woman's book club that must protect the community from a mysterious and handsome stranger who may or may not turn out to be a blood-sucking fiend. (laughs) Um, And then I also talked about Mexican Gothic by, say it again. Silvia Moreno Garcia. Yes, her. I told you guys, she says it so much better than me, I couldn't even. So like I said, I think this fits into the Gothic category. Um, And this is after receiving a frantic letter from her newlywed cousin begging for someone to save her from a mysterious doom, Naomi heads to High Place, a distant house in the Mexican countryside, and she's not sure what she will find. Now, I am recommending this because I know a lot of people loved this one. It wasn't a particular favorite of mine because I didn't like the ending and like the the crux of the story. I don't know how, how else to say it, but there was... The main 
thing that was going on, I didn't like. But the atmosphere, the writing, all of that, yes. loved it. So I will definitely be picking up more books by the author. Um, I also picked up a paranormal on um, The Lost Village by Camilla Stinn. And this is a translated book, but I read it. It's about a documentary filmmaker that's been obsessed with the vanishing residents of an old mining town dubbed The Lost Village. And she's been obsessed since she was a little girl. So now she has gathered a small crew of friends in the remote village to make a film about what really happened slower paced than I typically like but I was just really drawn in and really wondering like what happened to these people and it just had it also you know had that paranormal vibe like is a ghost because things kept happening and they kept hearing things and yeah it was very interesting I, I actually have an arc of this book that I never read and now looking at it here and you talking about it now I want to pick it up and I think I should <laughs> Yeah, the ending was so good, really? but it was so quick. And I wish the theme that the thing that happens at the end would have been sprinkled a little bit more throughout it. I mean, I guess it was, you know, but I wanted to be more heavy handed, like right. more of that, you know, Okay, because um, it was very cool. Um, the next one, Catherine House by Elizabeth Thomas. This is more like dark academia vibes, but it's a curious undergrad student who discovers shocking secrets involving an ex exclusive circle of students. Um, I know people thought this was like really, really weird. And I mean, I guess it was a little bit, but I don't usually like weird books. And I really liked this one. I think I gave it five stars. So I started reading that one. I think it was a tr uh, one of the picks for Stacks of Strange. And I think I have like 50 pages left and I haven't picked it up. It's been sitting there for a year and I, I need to finish it. Oh, no. Because it was very atmospheric and I liked that. Uh, but I found myself a little bit confused. So maybe if I finish it, maybe it'll clear up for me. <laughs> It's kind of funny because, okay, so I said earlier that I don't really like fantasy. And I think the problem, well, I don't know if it's a problem, but I think the reason why fantasy doesn't appeal to me is because a lot of things don't make sense. Right. Um, and I like to make sense of the books that I'm reading. I like to know how to say the person's yeah. name. I like to know the places. I don't like having to understand anything right. new. I want to know what I'm reading and things like that. And I feel like... There was a book, it was The Bone Season by Samantha mm -hmm. Shannon. So everybody always talked about that. And I was like, oh my gosh, am I really doing this? And I read it and I, I haven't loved read it, it. Read the second book, loved it. And these are high fantasy books. Like this is a fantasy yeah. book with like magic and different things and all that. And I had to just let go and trust that the author knew what they were doing and that in the end, I would understand right. it. And I, I don't know if that's the same case that happened with Catherine House with me, because as reading it, if I find myself trying to figure it out, and that's like a lot of people are like, oh, I guess the killer, you know, like for thriller books or whatever. I'm like, good for you. Yes. I didn't even try to figure it out. I'm just hoping that in the end, the author yes. knows what they're doing and that at the end, it will all make sense. Um, and then, you know, sometimes I get there and I was like, oh, yeah, that was so right. obvious who the killer was, you know. Um, but I know I don't find myself trying Same. to figure things out as much as I used to. I'm just along for the ride, along for the journey. And I still do like fast paced books, but I have found that some of these slower paced books, The Lost Village, Catherine House, I don't have to understand everything all at once, get to the end. And then if I'm confused, it's a problem. But sometimes I just have to right. let it go. Just let it go. Don't try to understand it because sometimes that's it. It doesn't make sense for a reason. Um, a couple more recommendations. This one is like one of my favorites from last year. Oh my gosh, it's so good. So good. Okay, if any book on my little list you have want to pick up, it's this one. The Saturday yes. Night Ghost Club by Craig Davidson. Oh, also known as Nick so Cutter. Good. But, oh my gosh. So I had not heard anybody talk about this book ever when I picked it up. And I think that also like helped me love it more. Because like I said, I'm heavily influenced. 
Oh my gosh, such a good book. It's a coming of age story. Um, they say kind of like Stranger Things, Stand By Me, but I throw those anytime a book compares itself to something else. I don't care. I just want to know what you're about. Yes. <laughs> but it's a group of misfit kids that spend the summer together investigating local ghost stories and urban legends. And I think that's another thing that I would really like is like urban legends. Yes. But oh my gosh, and it's short. And the writing is so good and the characters are so lovable. I love his uncle so much. Yes, uh, that, that book is incredible. I read it two years ago and it was, I, I read it because I don't know if you know who Sadie is, Mother Horror. Well, yeah, she's the owner, one of the owners of Nightworms. She... I mean, she raved about this book when it had come out in Canada because it came out in Canada first. You couldn't get it here. And I think it wasn't set to release here for like six months after it released in Canada. Well, I went under Amazon Canada and I ordered it because I needed that book because she raved about it so much. And I read it all in one sitting and I could not believe what an amazing story it was it's so wholesome so atmospheric it's just everything in a book i agree i mean that uncle was just like oh it yep. was just i just okay so his uncle there's this part in the very beginning where the kids like oh my gosh there's monsters in my closet and the parents are like oh my god there's no monsters in your closet well there's no <laughs> monsters in your closet and the uncle is like we're going to catch this monster. We're going yes. to set a trap. And I'm like, yes, uncle. Yes. yes do the thing. And like, oh, I just, we all need more uncles in our life like that. I'm just, oh. We do. I mean, and it was also, I think another reason why I really loved it is because my uncle died um, that year that I read it. And so I was just getting all emo about like uncle vibes. <laughs> yes. But, oh, it was such, it's so... It's wonderful, just like the page to page, you know, the writing is really good. The story is really good. But man, that ending, though. Oh, I know. <laughs> so it was good. such a good book. That's definitely one that's a rereader. It's oh, one that you yeah. can come back to all the time because the different stories that they talk about in their little club. Yes. Uh, you tend to forget some, you know, and yeah. I feel like reading it again would give you a different feel for it. Yeah, I think especially after you read it the first time and you kind of, yeah, oh, so, so good. Guys, so good. Please pick up The Saturday Night Ghost Club by Craig Davidson. So worth the read. And I the agree. last one I'm going to mention, I just read this month, The Patient by Jasper DeWitt. And I know people either like love this one or hate this one. Um, I think, what did I rate this one? I rated it four stars because, again, I didn't like the ending as much. But okay. it's a series of online posts by Parker H., a young psychiatrist who chronicles the harrowing account of his time working at a dreary mental hospital in New England. Mm. Yes. And I love mental hospitals and like asylums and all of Me that. Too. So I love that just to start and him being like this doctor that was at this hospital and this is this crazy case that was going on. It was so good. And it was short. Um, like I said, the ending wasn't like my favorite. So I guess sometimes with horror and I guess like I was saying like earlier, it just kind of goes in a weird route. And I'm like, I like more like believable, more like realistic horror. Yes. Like I love serial killers because I mean, that's horrifying to me. I'm like, there's it actually is. people that go out and hunt people. Like that's crazy to me. So like those realistic horror things. But when it goes off and like, but then sometimes I read The Broken Girls and then sometimes you're wanting it to be more paranormal and you're wanting yes. it to be a ghost. And then you're like, but it's not though. Like, it's normal. Oh. <laughs> so I mean, you just can't please me. Let's be honest. Yeah, so. it's very hard, especially, you know, when there's so many elements in a horror novel. But The Patient has all the buzzwords for me because I love mental hospitals and I love psychiatry. I wanted to be a psychiatrist, you know, when I was younger, when I came out of high school. I wish I would have, but I never did. But it's an area that I love. So I think I'm going to be picking up The Patient within the next couple months because yeah, it sounds it's good. Short I think you'll like it. I think you will. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> That'll be you <laughs> taking a recommendation from yes. me. Yes. I might do a video. I might do a video. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
so those are the ones that I have. I'm hoping that like by the next year, because I'm definitely hoping this spooky season that I can read some more horror books. Yes. Um, so hopefully I'll have more to talk about next time. Um, which standout horror books have you read this year? Oh, I've read quite a couple. Uh, the first one I just finished last week, and it was a, a recommendation from my friend Amanda. She was talking about how there's a movie coming out, Antlers. I don't know if it already came out or it's coming out. Um, and she says how it is based on this short story that you can find on Scrid, the audiobook, that's called The Quiet Boy by Nick and Tosca. And it's only an hour long, but... I swear it is one of the best audiobooks that I have heard because it's like a whole production. It has like sound effects and music and it's only an hour. So I'm if you like into that, <laughs> yes, if you like audiobooks now, it's a little bit ambiguous, which I usually don't like, uh, but it's, it's worth the listen to. So I gave that one five stars. Another one recently that I read was chasing the boogeyman by Richard Chismar. Gwen, I think you would really like this one because it's a true crime kind of book. Did you read it already? No. No. But I have it on my list. <laughs> yes. you. I think you would, if you read anything next, I, I would say Chasing the Boogeyman because it deals with a serial killer and it's metafiction. So Richard involves himself in the book and he says the story back in the 80s in his hometown, how there was this serial killer. Now, when you go into this book, go into this book just thinking that it's, fiction because it is fiction but half of the times while reading it you're going to want to research what he's saying i urge you not to just continue reading it because at the end okay. he has an author's note that talks about the story in itself because okay. it had me crazy i was like oh my gosh is this person real and i i found myself so confused with all of this but it is brilliantly written i loved it so much I think I've heard someone else talk about that. Yes. And that's good that you told me not to research so, it because, girl, I would. I would have. I buddy read this and I remember reading the first. Well, the first chapter is really him just talking about his hometown. But there is a foreword by this man. I forgot his name. But I'm like, is this real? Is this fake? Because he talks about being on vacation in 2013 and picking up Chasing the Boogeyman. And I'm like, wait, is this a reprint? So it had me so confused. So just read even the foreword, just read it as fiction and it'll go much better. But it is brilliant. I loved, I loved oh, Chasing so the excited. Boogeyman. Okay, Chasing the Boogeyman and on the TVR. Another one that I was pretty surprised with, and I keep talking about this, I know everywhere that I'm like, either I, if I host or if I attend as a guest, I keep on talking about In the Scrape by uh, James Newman and Mark Steenslin. It's a little novella, and it is, let me check. It's a, I know it has a deer on the front, Yes, right? it's about 90 pages long, and but it packs such a punch that I just, I wish everybody would read it. I almost did it because of the cover. I'm like, I'm not going to read this hunting novel. And while it does have undertones of hunting, I keep saying this, it's really not the focus of the story. It's just, it's a really, really good novella that I wish everybody would read. It's kind of funny though, because it's the size when you hold it up. I saw you hold it up in a live show. It looks like a graphic novel. Yeah. Is it? No, it's just a regular novella. Oh, okay. Because I think that's what threw me off about it. It's like you kept saying it was a novella, but I'm like, well, it looks like a graphic it's, novel. Yeah, it's, it's not. <laughs> okay. It's, it's like kind of weird. I, I I mean, I get the cover and some people love it. But to me, I, I feel like it just gives a different vibe than what I was expecting. Yeah. Like you said, hunting. Exactly. That's what you think. A big old buck it's on a the buck. front. You're like, let's go hunting. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, but I picked it up because I think it, I was trying to achieve, like, complete a readathon, And it was like 90 pages and it was like orange on the cover or something. I'm like, let me just do it. It, you know. 90 pages how much how much time yeah. can I waste but I am so so glad because it's so good nice I'm so excited yeah. do you have any other favorites like some of your all-time favorites that you'd like to recommend of course I'm waiting for you to mention this one book because I want to ask you more about it is but... it the rust maidens no no I knew you were gonna say the rust maidens though because that's your Favorite, that is my favorite. But that is on my wish list. That is on my that wish is my list. favorite, but I'm not going to talk about that. I actually didn't pull okay. that one out. I am going to talk about Brother by Anya Auburn. 
Yes, which I have on my TBR now, officially, because of Marcy. I was like, okay, I'm doing it. I haven't been able to get to it this month, but I'm hoping soon. I think you would really, really love it. But it's just about this family that lives, it says it back here, it, it's deep in the heart of the Appalachian, stands a crooked farmhouse farmhouse miles from any road the morrows keep to themselves and it served them well for so for so long but it's about this family and uh there's these brothers um one of them is rebel and the other one is michael and michael feels like he's not part of the family like he's just he wants to break free from his family because he feels different uh, and then there's his brother Rebel, which isn't such a good guy, uh, but things happen and I don't want to spoil the book for anybody because it's much more than this. I don't want to see say what the actual trope is because it will spoil it for you. But the ending to this, I mean, it's a book that I still think about today and I think I read it a few years back, but very well written. Anya Alborn is incredible as a writer and it's, it's, if you talk about Anya Alborn, people are probably going to say brother. They know brother because it's, it's amazing. I don't know what else to say about it, but I don't. I haven't heard anybody say anything yep. negative about this book. Anybody? Well, at least people I follow on the internet and stuff like that. Everybody loves this book, so I'm like, I have it's to read this. So one. so good, and I cannot wait to hear you talk about that book <laughs> because I have a feeling you're really going to love it. It's not only heartfelt, okay. but it's I, that's all because I don't want to spoil. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like it's yes. hard to stop. And then the second one, which is an all-time favorite for me, it's not everybody's cup of tea. Um, it's actually a very famous movie, but it is I Am Legend by Richard Matheson. And I remember watching the movie years and years and I mean years ago, even before I knew that it was a book. Um, and I remember loving the movie, but there was a certain scene that I just don't vibe well with. Uh, and when I found out that it was a book, when I became like a horror reader, I was very hesitant about reading it because I thought I was going to get that same scene in the book, but it's not. Oh, that's good. I think I know what scene exactly. you're talking about. The book is a little bit more mellow and it's more of a slow burn as opposed to the movie. Uh, but just living inside of this man, the last man on earth and living inside of his head, there's something just different about reading it on paper and getting more of his, of his insides of his thinking throughout this apocalyptic yes. journey that he's on. But I cried so mm -hmm. hard and it's just such an awesome tale, uh, a vampire tale that I just, I couldn't get enough of. It just excites me to be in the head of a person. So I, I think that's why I gravitate towards this book too much. And it's very heartfelt because he's the last man on earth and his loneliness is just, it just transfers on paper so brilliantly. All right. So the one that you didn't mention, but maybe you did, <laughs> I just like blanked and I forgot the, because I don't remember the title or the author. But it's the one where they go down the river. Oh, my gosh. Well, that is Christopher Triano, which is one of my favorite authors. It's Gone to See the River Man. Yes, that one. <laughs> that is a must. And it is. it was my first read of Christopher Triano. And it is the book that made me fall in love with him. And it is just this woman. She is um, writing letters to this inmate. He's a serial killer. And they're just writing back and forth. And he sends her on a quest to go see the river man. But she has to go and retrieve something before she goes to see this river man um and it's just a twisted twisted little tale of this woman and her family and she takes her little sister with her on this journey and her little sister has sort of um she got into an accident and it affected her the way she walks the way she thinks um and so it's just this journey but it is very dark and it is brilliant, brilliant. I'm scared. Do you think I would like it? I think, I think you would. It gets a little bit weird uh, when we finally reach the river man. Um, and it was almost like that part of the book was almost like a fever dream. So I don't know if you're into okay. that, but I think you would enjoy the majority of the book and that the ending I think is phenomenal. And I think you would enjoy the ending. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I mean, every time I've heard you talk about this book and I've heard you talk about, I heard you talk about it in your wrap up. Yep. Um, and then I've heard you talking about it in a couple of other videos, like maybe recommendations or something. I don't know. But every time you talk about it, I'm like, that one sounds so different. It is. And so like creepy. Cause like, who is this river man? You know? Yep. 
And like, oh, I don't know. It's like a quest type thing too. So I like when you have to go on this journey to do something. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds it's, good. It's but fantastic. I'm to mention it. It's fantastic. And it, the setting in itself is is really good. And I talked about mostly about books that I've read this year. Uh, ex- yeah. Ex- yeah. For yeah, the yeah. exception of Brother and I Am Legend. So that's why I didn't talk about that one. But it is phenomenal. And the setting because... You're in the woods. She has to go to this cabin first and then truck truck along to get to the Riverman. And it's all in the wilderness and in the forest. So it's like extra creepy. Uh, It's perfect. Oh, my gosh. There's so (laughs) many. So there you go. Lots of horror recommendations for the spooky season from two perspectives. Someone that's very much a beginner. Obviously, I'm talking about myself. (laughs) And like, I don't know, a treasure, a veteran, the queen of horror herself. Marcy, um, thanks for hanging out with me today, Marcy. It's always a pleasure chatting about books with you. I get the best recommendations from you. So thank you so much. I was so honored that you asked me to be on this. Well, you and Jackie initially, and I was I was so nervous. I mean, since you asked me at the beginning of all of this, I've been so nervous and like looking forward to this. So I mean, I always have a great time with you, and I love you so much. Every time when we used to do the read with friends together, I would just enjoy that I was going to see you. I was looking forward to seeing and talking yes. to you. Yes, you're definitely going to have to come back. Yes. (laughs) Um, If you'd like to be considered as a guest on the podcast, there's a guest interest form linked on Instagram at TalkBookishPodcast, or you can email me at TalkBookishPodcast at gmail.com. As always, friends, reviews of the podcast really help it reach new listeners. So I would appreciate it if you take a moment and do a quick review. Doesn't have to say much. Just give me that five stars. Um, (laughs) It would mean so much to me and my little podcast. I will be linking as many of the books as I can, as well as links to Marcy's social media and the notes of today's show. If you're looking for more horror recommendations, and trust me, she has more, you have to to check out her YouTube channel, her Instagram, all of that. Give her a follow, guys. I am shocked that her channel has not blown up more than it has because she has the best horror recommendations, guys. Um, literally, like anything, you're like, oh, I need a horror with this. And she's like, oh, here's a recommendation. I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> so before we head out, though, I know... Your spooky season TBR is probably stacked. It is. I've seen your fall TBR. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, you're not going to get to all of this. And you're like, oh, this is just the, the 50 that I'm going to mention. But there's 50 others over here. But if you had to choose one book that you can't wait to experience, it could be horror, it could be something else. What's one book that you're just like dying to read? I think this was the hardest, the hardest question for me to come up with an answer. (laughs) I was like, I think it took me like the other ones. I was like, oh, five minutes. This one took me literally a whole entire day. But I I think I narrowed it down to the one. And I think it would have to be Slewfoot by Brahm. Um, it just, it sounds perfect for the fall season and it's witchy and it's devilly and I'm just, I'm really looking forward to it. And also because he is an actual, he's actually an illustrator and an artist and all of his books contain his art in it. And I think I look forward to that aspect of it is what looking at his paintings throughout Ooh. the novel. Yeah. Very cool. I cannot wait to hear you talk <laughs> about it. So make sure you get to it. I will. I definitely will. <laughs> All right, that's it for now, y'all. I'll be back again in two weeks with Jesse to discuss the Final Girl Support Group by Grady Hendrick. So stay tuned, Marcy. It's coming. Until next time, happy reading. <laughs>